Welcome to the Narrow Pod, Gospel Conversations for Confusing Times. I'm Turner. I'm Will. And I'm Ty. And we are here at episode two, something I never thought we would get to. We like it so much, we're doing it again. Yes. Um, And uh, just a little bit uh, more about us. We are uh, three pastors who work at the same church. And I am the youth pastor, Will's the worship pastor, Ty is our, our head pastor. What do you like to be called? Lead pastor? Just pastor. Just pastor. Senior pastor. He is the guy that cracks the whip. Reverend um, Ty. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a real whip cracker. But, uh, Call what... me Indiana Jones, boy. <laughs> uh, what you may not know about Ty from the first episode is that Ty talks. Yes. And then he talks. And then he talks louder. Uh, and it's so fun to get him on a tangent. It's really fun. But what's even more fun is to start a tangent, but only give him 60 seconds to answer a question. I think that brings us to our first segment. It does. <laughs> so we are going to try and see if Ty can explain slash answer a theological statement slash question in 60 seconds. Are you ready for your question? Do you have the timer? I don't. What are we going to call this segment? Can Ty explain Gone slash... in 60 seconds. <laughs> explain in 60... Come on, guys. Okay. Hold on. I'll, I'll, get my, I'll get my timer out. Okay. So here's the question. So I get 10 seconds to think about this, correct? You get... You get, you get however long I decide... Yes. ...to say start. Yes. <laughs> it's a new rule I just made up. Yep. Uh, Make it up as we go. Hold so on. here is said question. How do you make sense of the goodness of God in light of things like COVID? Five, four, three, two, one, go. Well, I think we always have to, when we're talking about uh, the goodness of God, we have to take into consideration the full picture of history. Where is it leading? And so for me, when I'm dealing with the issue of the goodness of God and, and a theodicy question like that, I always come back to the fact that God is going to make all things right. We have already seen the beginning of that in the fact that Christ established his kingdom. He told us when he came uh, that the kingdom was at hand. And after his uh, resurrection and ascension and the giving of the Holy Spirit, we have seen his kingdom rule and reign in the hearts and lives of his people. And it will continue to rule and reign. And that's where we look to the goodness. And even when we deal with difficult situations or despairing situations, 15. we always come back <laughs> to the truth that God is working to redeem his creation and to take us back to paradise as we see in the end of the Bible, the book of Revelation. Pencils and down. zero. Pencils down. Nice. Wow. He was. Wow. He, he was did it. Like before time ran out he was done yeah had a second to spare and let me tell you wow. that's a first that is that is <laughs> a first we uh, did not what are you talking about that's like a sunday morning where i get done at eleven fifty nine, and it has <laughs> happened before okay oh gosh i don't know if that's happened before <laughs> i'm trying to think and i'm having a hard time coming up with an answer for this question um but so, uh, so do i get to do this to y'all sometimes no. uh, the Why answer not? is no yeah, Why absolutely not, not? Because Why does this all fall on me? 
because if you're I get to be the whip the head honcho whip cracker, why can't I crack the whip? You're the only one who's gone to seminary. I wouldn't call yourself the whip cracker for for future reference. <laughs> and uh, we do the brainstorming, <laughs> so uh, so there's that. Uh, you just don't look at the notes, so you have no clue what's coming down the pipeline. But speaking of COVID, uh, that is our topic for today. Uh, it's been oh, a topic COVID. for uh, a year now. Um, it feels like a lot longer. Like me and Meredith, uh, my wife, were, were talking the other day. We took a vacation the first weekend of February to... That was my phone. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we took... <laughs> you just got on to me for a whole day for my I phone did. going on. I did. Uh, we took a vacation in February to Disney World, but it feels like it was three years ago because of how long this year has felt. And a good majority of that is because of COVID. Um, and. We all work together at the same church now, but as COVID hit, uh, Will was not here. He was at a different place. Me and Ty were here trying to figure things out. And so we we really wanted to start uh, this episode by kind of going through our own experiences as pastors during this time of COVID. Um, Later on, we'll talk about the positive and negative impacts that we see COVID has, has had on the church. And then even what we've learned through COVID. But right now, let's kind of just hash out what was going on in your life. Uh, what did you have to do? What did you have to kind of learn, I guess, yeah. uh, through this time? We'll start with Will since his is going to be a little different than, than yeah. Ty and mine's. It's a little bit different. So my experience, like like Turner said, I wasn't here uh, in Hamburg at the beginning of all the COVID outbreaks and, you know, when the state... And really the entire world went on high alert uh, with all this. But uh, my experience at the beginning of this is a little bit different. I was at another church when all this started. In fact, uh, I think I'm one of very few um, ministers that changed jobs during the pandemic. I think that I'll be able to, to say that. Yeah, you're you know. the weird one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know. You know, God works in, in weird ways like that. But... Um, but uh, my church didn't expect the pandemic to last as long as it has because um, we didn't start really recording services, I think, until I think it was a week before Easter was when we started recording services. Um, and I know that y'all, I think y'all more so hit the ground running uh, on that with, yeah. you know, getting camera equipment and stuff like that. And um, But we didn't start recording services till a week before Easter. Um and a lot of churches had to figure out, you know, how to use how to use camera equipment, software, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. What we did, we set up my iPhone on a tripod nice. <laughs> in the middle of our sanctuary. I had to put it up on top of pews in the middle of uh, our sanctuary. Um, but we were really eager to get back uh, at my last church, uh, really eager to get back in person. Um, so we started on the the Sunday of Mother's Day in May. I think oh, wow. we I think we missed yeah. I think we missed a total of 8 Sundays I think mm. in 
like in person. Now we had recorded from Easter up until that point, and I think I think they're still recording uh, services there. Um, but like every other church, didn't see big numbers coming yeah. back at first. Um, slowly got to a pretty consistent number um, to near what we had before. Then, you know, like you said, events happened to where um, I was able to come here uh, to First Baptist in Hamburg. And uh, as of right now, you know, as of this recording, we're still dealing with the effects of COVID-19. Um, man, it has been a weird ride. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> just been so interesting to see even just how the Lord has continued to work within uh, a global pandemic. So, I mean, that's where I'm at with with my experience and how it started until how it is right now as of the recording. Yeah, and, and I think um, I think me and Tyle have a lot of kind of the same stuff to talk about, so we'll kind of piggyback on each other, but uh, just to give you some um, info about where we are. We are South Arkansas. Mm-hmm. No good reception anywhere. Wi-Fi No is matter if terrible. you're like AT&T, Verizon, doesn't matter. Wi-Fi is, if it works, it lets you stream like one thing. <laughs> uh, and then if you add in another thing, you're done. Um, and so we... Like Will said, you know, we we here at our church hit the ground running. Um, we um, heard that, you know, we were going to go on shutdown for however long. So we got in the office, me and Ty, we kind of said, okay, what do we want to do? We have no equipment. <laughs> so what are we doing? And we hopped in a car. We drove to Walmart uh, like any good South Arkansas does. Mm-hmm. Ours is about 20 minutes away. Because that's where we live. Uh, so we hopped in, we went, we bought a mic, and we bought a GoPro. It was a nice GoPro. It was a nice GoPro. GoPro. Absolutely. GoPro. Absolutely. And thankfully, we had a, we were at a church that financially we were able to do stuff like this and um, pick up equipment. So we were working on one microphone. We were working on one camera. Uh, we went back. Uh, I think I recorded my Wednesday night stuff on like a, um, kind of like a, a, what's the little cameras that you put on a computer? What oh, the webcam? Called? Webcam. That's it. Uh, I had had one of those. And so I used that, uh, for recording Wednesday night stuff for students. I used the mic that we bought. We ended up going to, I think the youth room for the first week and Ty preached in our youth room and did not like it. Oh, it's weird preaching without an yeah. any a congregation. Yeah. For me, and this is just me talking, Turner, uh COVID has been like yes, it's been awful. Like right. it's an awful thing. But as an introvert and someone who struggles with, with uh social anxiety, like being closed off has been good, but it's also been bad. Right. So like talking to an empty room or like sitting in my office and recording something isn't a big deal. I'm also a millennial. You've got boomer over here who, who 
doesn't do technology. Boomer is tie. Yes, being that I'm 36 and would qualify <laughs> as a millennial by any standard, let's go ahead and just call me a boomer, guys. But that's okay. It's happened for I, a while. If, if I wasn't a millennial, I'm a Gen Xer. But you know, we're not going to worry about that. I'm a boomer. All right. <laughs> he is a boomer. Um, at heart, he is a boomer. But um, so for me, it wasn't that bad. For Ty, he likes people. He likes talking to people. Um, and so you could tell that first video, it was it was a struggle. But we moved into the sanctuary the next week. We had a really tall chair on top of a table uh, with hymnals on top, with the GoPro on top of that, with a mic running from my computer to the pulpit. Uh, and then we did that for a few weeks. We decided, well, let's start doing music. So we bought more mics, <laughs> um, and we somehow rigged it up to where all the mics went to my computer. We had one on the guitar, one on uh, our, our worship pastor who was here before Will, uh, and then we had one on the pulpit, and we would kind of mix and match and try to figure out what was going on. Um, while all this was going on, me and Ty are trying to figure out, you know, how do we, how do we record? How do we edit? <laughs> How do we upload? Uh, what are we doing? Um, and, uh, you know, there was a lot of nights that, that we both spent here at the office making sure it uploaded uh, so that people didn't wake up on Sunday and say, like, where's church? Um, but that did happen. Yeah, I know. And that's that scared me because I read happen. yours because for Easter. No, but it, and, and for real, on Easter Sunday, I woke up because I was the youngest guy on staff. And so naturally the youngest guy on staff gets oh, the absolutely. Yeah. technology responsibilities. and It's your digital native. You I, know? I, I, I mean, guess. That's, that's what they assume. <laughs> but Okay, boomer. So, so I, the night before, I had uploaded at my at my house, and we had pretty good internet back where we, where we were living. And I woke up the next morning, got into the living room, and it said 89% loaded. Oh, at, no. And it was this was like at 10.30 in the morning, and we had been uploading our services at like, 10 o'clock oh. and so my pastor was texting me like yo where's the service <laughs> and i was like i don't know see so, before before i had read that i read your post on facebook uh -huh. saying like hey we're sorry we're trying to do everything we can to get it up um we had recorded saturday and i'll i'll never forget this because i have the blooper reel to show it um we recorded that saturday uh -huh. and me and ty did the did the music uh and then ty preached and he got through, I timed it because I can, he got through a 35-minute sermon. And then as he's closing, this is the day before Easter, one of the biggest days in a church. Can we redo it? He looked at me and said, Turner, I don't like it. Can we redo it? <laughs> and I know. And I said. And he wanted to punch me. Sure, because I'm a peacemaker. <laughs> and so he redid the whole thing. And uh, I think Ty left the office probably about 10, 30, 11 that night. I left at 2 a.m. because I was determined to, watch to make it, sure to watch that it, it was 100% uploaded. Before Easter. I didn't yeah. want that to happen on Easter where people are kind of expecting. Like, you've got family. They may not have come in town. But, you know, you've got your traditions right, right, right. of watching the Easter service and, and uh, as a family. And so um, I, it's just fun. 
Um, <laughs> it's been great time. <laughs> and it's here, like, as we're recording this now, I am uploading a, a lesson for our students. Um, we're recording this on a Wednesday, and uh, our internet is so slow that if you upload one little bitty thing, it shuts your entire internet down. Yeah. So yeah. nobody in the office can do anything. So thankfully we can record right now. Yeah. And it's, and it's not going to um, with that at all. But, you know, thankfully we were all at a place where even though it was tough to record, upload, that kind of stuff, we were still able to do it. There are churches and there were still are churches mm-hmm. that um, maybe don't have access to, to even the high speed, if you want to call it that, that we have here. Um, and so aren't able to do that, but then we transitioned to parking lot. Um, we did that for about a month or so. Um, and then we, we kind of did the, you know, rope. we came back into the service on uh, Memorial day. We that had, yeah, yeah. We had pews taped off for a while and then kind of realized that we could take the tape up and people could actually socially distance just as well with untaped pews because they could sit basically opposite on every other pew at opposite ends and, Right. So we've tried so many different things through COVID. And yeah, and I think the social distancing really hasn't been that difficult on people. Yeah. I think that naturally you want to sit with your own family group anyway. So I think, yeah. you know, hasn't been that that big a deal. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of how it's been. You know, and I always, um, I always say this to church members who are kind of um, maybe upset about canceling or something like right. that. Um, because it was a big conversation, whether it's our church or any other church of, well, we want to get back, you know, we want to have church again. And, and I always kind of almost pridefully, you know, said, well, we've never missed right. having it, you know, yes, it was a different format. Yes. It was something different. Maybe we didn't connect as well as, as we would in person, but, mm-hmm. um, we never missed doing church. It was just a different kind of format and that that kind of leads us into um the impact of covid inside of the church as a whole um you know there there are positives there are negatives of covid at the church and and kind of what we've seen as as pastors kind of going through this together um so ty what are some negative impacts that you've seen um from COVID in inside the church, and this could be a long list. <laughs> because oh, it could be a, really there's long. There's a lot. Well, for me, and talking about my own personal experience, I had just hit uh, basically having been here in, at Hamburg for a year when all this began, and so yay, yeah, I know. <laughs> and so I, and honestly, I had been very um, intentional about moving and taking some initiative slow, trying to get to know and get the feel for Hamburg as a church and. So there weren't. I wasn't trying to change or didn't come in with a whole agenda and try to change things. I was trying to figure people out, figure our community out. And it was just like that year point was kind of like, hey, these are some of the changes I want to implement. And then this comes and it just slows down the things you want to do. So that's been one of the negative impacts. And, and of course, the loss of fellowship. Um, I'm hoping, well, and I'll save this for the positive impacts in a minute, but right now negative. Um, so that you've, you lose some of that. Um, as much as it is great, we have technology and to have something there for people to still feel connected. I think that's a good thing. Uh, but for me personally, um, I do, I do worry and I, and you could call me a boomer on this. I think I'm just going to come off and say, I think I want to be closer to scripture. 
uh, scripture does call us not to forsake the gathering together. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, you cannot, I don't care how great your technology is. I don't care if it's interactive. I don't care if it's Zoom call or I don't care if you were able to do a Zoom worship service. Mm -hmm. It's still not the same as to being together in the same room praising God together and sitting under the preaching and teaching of God's word together. You sure. cannot um, repeat that experience online. And that's coming from someone who listens to at least two or three, ser maybe four sermons a week, if not more online. And as much as there are preachers I've learned from, and I love to listen to at, at the end of it all, uh, what I'm getting even through my earphones and through my phone and in my car is not the same as those people who are sitting under that preaching and worshiping together, you cannot recreate that experience. And so that's, that's to me where we still, you know, we, we need that and we want that. And that's been, been some of the negative impacts is the loss of that. And then you, you are concerned and don't want to take too long. I'll say this. You are concerned about what kind of ministry opportunities are you missing out on? Uh, should you be careful? I mean, we want, people to share the gospel with people but at the same time you don't want to be going into someone's house or trying to share the gospel with them and also bringing disease in so yeah. there's there's so much to think about through all this and and that's those have been some of the negative impacts in my mind what you got will yeah um so kind of along the same lines um as ty's been saying but my big thing or my first thing is low numbers within this you know we've had and I'm not a numbers guy, just by nature. I don't really look at, you know, if I were to look at a, a room of people, there's no way I could tell you. Like, yeah. I couldn't tell you if it was 50 people or 150 people. Like, I, I'm not good at seeing that. But you can see within a room, like, oh, hey, there, there would definitely be more people here if we weren't experiencing a global pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, it's just one of those things that, I mean, the, the fellowship and everything that you have with one another in this place is so special. And it's, I mean, it's not just a thing that we like. I mean, we're, we're commanded to fellowship together. And it's just one of those things that we're missing out on. Um, another thing is that we are dealing with people, and, and this is churches everywhere, but we're dealing with people within our own, with, within the, our own church that are on board both sides of the spectrum yeah you know whether it's COVID 19 as a conspiracy and you know it, it's you know it doesn't exist and it's not as bad as we think it is or it's not nearly as bad as the flu and all the stuff and then you have people who are really fearing for their life and you have people who are not going to show up to a gathering because it's you know, it, it'll, it could affect their health and it could affect their, their life. And, um, you know, I think that that's, that's been a, a really crazy thing just to see how opposite some how opposite people can think, um, on this one issue. Yeah. Um, and then one, one thing that, that I'm dealing with specifically, um, the choir program here at our church is very important. Um, is one one of the main things that really drew me here to, to Hamburg was just the, the amount of interest that um, that we have in a, in a choral program here. And myself, comfortably, 
I cannot think of a, a way to meet all of us together and still keep people safe and um, and all and all that. So we've had to come up with a different way of doing things, mm-hmm. and it has been insane. Um, I'm getting you know I have some forgiveness from 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 pe- from people because no one's ever tried this before. No yeah. one's ever no one's having to deal with this has ever had to deal with this. In the history of eternity, <laughs> so well, a hundred years ago, you know, there was the Spanish flu, but still, um, I mean, I'm not it's, it's a, bit, but yeah, it's just, it's just, we're having to figure out different ways to accomplish the same goal, yeah, and it is so wild <laughs> how we're how we're trying how we try to do it, and you know, and you know, I say that I, I think it's going great, yeah, and I think that you know we're accomplishing a goal, but. Man, I'm just so longing for the days where we can I can just meet in the choir room, however many of us that is in there, and we can just sing and you know make music and man, I'm just I'm so looking forward to the day when we can do that again. Absolutely, and I think I think that is one of the biggest negatives is that a no one was prepared for right what happens um and especially in churches because everybody was just scrambling you know if you if you didn't already have some sort of tech set up uh to where you're you're live streaming every service or uploading you were scrambling whenever you heard hey we're shutting down the country uh you can't meet so you're like uh what do we do do we take the week off do we take however long this is do we you know quarantine ourselves in our offices uh, and just live life together to record and do the best we can. Um, and I think that's um, kind of a, a negative. That's a big negative, but I also think it could lean into the positive to where it's, you know, that creativity of, like you were saying, trying to accomplish the same thing, just different, different way. <laughs> um, and that's ultimately, that's what church has been this past year is. Yes. How do we accomplish try to accomplish the same thing just in a different format. But, um, you know, to kind of piggyback off of Will, um, one thing I put in my notes was there's no win-win on no. any decision that you make. Uh, that's a big negative for a church right now that, um, you know, do you lean towards uh, recommendations or guidelines? Do you not? Um, and depending on what you decide, there's always going to be people on the other side. Um, and it's almost like, you know, you're not going to make everybody happy. Right. I always go back to the office where they do the, uh, um, the episode of like, uh, I, I believe it's Angela and Oscar. Um, and Michael's always like, all right, there's the lose, lose situation. There's the lose, win situation. There's the win, win, but there's also the win, win, win. <laughs> To where I win too, um, and that's kind of that's kind of where I've been, you know, thinking through the decisions that we've had to make here at, at our church. You know, there's never that win-win-win. You right. know, it's it's most likely going to be a lose-lose or a win-lose for someone. Right. Um, but uh, I can't believe we put an office reference on the podcast. <laughs> we did it. it. Only took two episodes. Yeah. Boys. <laughs> Um, but I think going along with that, with the, there's no win-win decision. Um, it has ushered in this new wave of me church. It has ushered in this, well, here's my opinion. And if it's not met, then I'm upset, you know, here's how I think 
church should be run throughout this time. Um, and I, I do see not just with our church, but the church as a whole, I see that being a, a real problem in the future of us trying to, um, to get past. And, and I, um, I remember me and Ty had a conversation with our superintendent at the schools and, and I just, after a church service or something, I just said, you know, I'm, I'm super glad I don't have your job because it was coming up towards school starting. Mm -hmm. They were still back and forth on what they were going to do, what the government was saying to do. And, and she said, no, no, at least I have someone telling me, Hey, here's what you do. And here's what you can't do. Mm -hmm. You guys are kind of on your own. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I think that. Yeah. And even more so in Arkansas. Yeah. The, the, uh, the governor and his office have, have been careful about how much to intercede or intervene with mm -hmm. churches. They give a lot of guidelines, but, um, and, and different people read into those a different way. You know, some people are like, oh, it's a mandate. And you're like, well, you look at the wording. Yeah. They say guideline in one place. And then they say, you know. Yeah, and it's they a very good thing that they're not, you know, overstepping. As someone who loves, the however, person, yes. yes, however, it can be at times very stressful because, like Will yeah. said, you've got people on both ends of the spectrum, and you're the one to blame and, when that decision yeah. gets yeah. made. Oh yeah, and, exactly. and so, just tell me what to do. There's no win, 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 and I just <laughs> yeah. want to win. Yeah. you know, I just want that win. Um, but Sorry, we could, Michael. We could Sorry, go. Michael. We could go on and on we on did. negatives, um, but I do think that there are positives that have come out of and sure. will continue to come out of COVID inside of the church. Um, and I think from what all of us have said, kind of one thing that I want to start with is that people, I, I believe, have a renewed passion yeah. for going to church, for being in that fellowship. Um, and this comes off of there's no win-win decision. Uh, you know, we can make the decision, okay, well, cases have spiked let's let's cancel let's record let's put it up let's do parking lot this week let's do some yeah. different format uh than meeting together and we'll hear people say no we we like the interaction we like being with people and that i think that's something we took for granted sure. you know even as an introvert that's something that we all need uh and and we're created to have um and so I think there has been this renewed passion of uh, going to church, of fellowshipping with other believers, of um, just getting out of the house, exactly. um, kind of thing. But I, I, for that's coming from the guy with three kids and number four on the way. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah I want to get out of the house. Yeah, you're looking to get out of the house. There's a reason I go to the <laughs> yeah. office, guys. Okay, there's a reason I come to the office, and I tell my wife regularly. Um, <laughs> But I, I think first and foremost on, on a list of positive for me is that I can see that passion starting to grow. And I'm hoping and praying that that continues and doesn't just kind of fade out like a church camp high, you know, right. um, but that we we can now look back and say, man, we were in that that valley. We were there. Um, but now here we are now we're able to meet now we're able to worship uh together and and to have that passion and love what are what are some other things that you guys got yeah no i i wholeheartedly agree on on that front about um people having the passion to to be here um and and to, to join together um 
on you know on Sunday mornings and um, you know and people do have have their have their opinions on it. You know if we're not going to do services or not, they want to be here in the building. They want to be here, um, and so that part of it has been really nice to see. But um, another positive um, that I thought of is you know we're able to put put our services out on a platform that we weren't doing before. Yeah. Um, and I th- that's really good for, uh, those that can't be here. Those that either are, are scared to join, uh, or are scared to be, um, in a gathering with, with others. And it's for those who are, are, are shut-ins and, um, those that still need to be ministered to yeah. that still need, uh, to be fed. Um, with the word. And I think that that's been really crucial and, and, you know, really beneficial for those that, um, that aren't able to get out of their house. And, uh, so they've just been, been able to watch us on online. And I know it's different. I know it's not the same as being in the building, but at this point it's better than nothing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I think for me with student ministry, we've seen, um, yes, we've taken a hit, um, yeah. just like every other church, just like Sundays and, you know, fill in the blank on whatever it is. Um, but I think it's been good for us to brainstorm different ways to connect, uh, mm-hmm. to, um, you know, whether it is just logging on PlayStation and, um, seeing that three junior high boys are playing Fortnite, um, and just kind of hopping in and saying, Hey, y'all mind if I play? And, just to hear them scream at the, the TV about how awful I am um, is is fun for me. Wait, you're not as good as them? No. I thought you were like a gamer, Turner. The guy that plays video games all the time? I am. <laughs> okay. But I have not dedicated my life to Fortnite. Oh, okay. Oh. And okay. so... Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it's just as easy as, you know... Finding what they are plugging into during this time and using right. that to, to to minister. Whether it's you know Zoom calls like Ty was talking about, we've done those. We've done game nights over Zoom. We've just had, hey, I'm logging on. Who wants to to squat up? Who wants to to do whatever? Um, has been really good, uh, I think, because mm-hmm. it's um, it's kind of showed me again the importance of relationships outside of the walls that we have uh here at our church mm-hmm. and to go to where students are whether it's video games or or you know just being there to talk to them um on a zoom call has been has been great and i think that kind of bleeds over to the church as well to i think people are figuring out that they can serve by picking up a phone and, and calling someone who they know um, has maybe lost a loved one during this time and, and nobody could really do anything for them. Right. But you can still check in. You can still check to see how, how people are going. And it may sound small, but I think a positive impact is I know more and more of our church members are, are doing that, is picking up a phone, serving our church, mm-hmm. checking in on the church, um, and uh, checking in with those. I know... We've had several people, because we do have three kids, we've had several people check in about every month. Hey, how's it going now that you're back at school? How are the kids doing? You know, um, are they safe? Are they 
sick are they healthy you know um and so as a parent and as a church member it's Mm -hmm. awesome to um to have people that i know care and that serve and and check do y'all have anything positive on this yeah well for me personally it has been a good opportunity to remember um we need to pray more Mm. yeah and uh I, i do feel like prayer for me has improved because there is that concern there's that fear there's that worry what what's going to happen when we get back to normal um with the church and you know and and not to worry and not to to be on like but but you know you still you, you just wonder and so it has pushed me to to my knees more to praying mm-hmm. even more and 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 the other thing is talking about dependence on christ um through something like this that's who we need and in some ways, maybe we need to to realize not just during these times, we need to do that in all of life. And but sadly, it takes events and things like this to wake us up to our need for Christ. Yeah. So that's a that's a positive. Yeah. What it, what can come from it if you turn to Christ more through times like these, uh, what God can do. And so it's been that's some of the positives I feel like I've seen through all this. I think speaking of events, I'm going to talk about a different event than Ty is because he's talking about COVID. But um, I think a positive for me, and it's something that me and Ty have talked a lot about um, over the past year and a half, two years that he's been here is I am, I'm really not a a guy that does a lot of events. Um, I would rather dig in and teach Mm -hmm. and, and do stuff like that. And I do think COVID is slowly kind of tearing down that event culture inside of church to where we kind of want it to be this country club or we want it to be this uh, inviting place that does, 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 Mm -hmm. does, but there's, you know, minimal amount of discipleship or teaching. And, and so for me, I've loved to see that um, and love to be encouraged by other youth pastors to say like, Hey, um, now that you've had a chance to slow down, now that you've had a chance to kind of, um, you know, we had church camp, we had mission trip uh, canceled this past year. We had our D now canceled. We had a high school weekend canceled. And so through all those events, we've been able to take that time and to use it elsewhere, to use it to dig in in smaller groups, um, whether it's on Zoom or phone calls and uh, just kind of live life together. And I, I think that kind of goes into our next point of mm-hmm. Uh, what did God teach you personally uh, through COVID? Not kind of our experiences within the church or positive and negative impacts, but um, what did God teach you personally through this time that we've had for COVID? Yeah. Um, so what did God teach me? Um, God taught me that no matter what decision that I make in ministry, no matter what decision that we make in, in ministry to someone you've made the wrong decision. There is no win-win. There is no win-win-win. There's not one. Um, so what What I've tried to rely on through this um, is to seek out what God wants for me to do during this time. Mm. Um, you know, like, like I brought it before, for, the, for our choral program, that means that we move to doing ensembles and spreading out, you know, social distancing amongst ourselves. Um, you know, and you had some people that wanted to do full choir, some people that wanted to wait until after, after there was a vaccine that that was available. And we should say that we are recording this in the late part of 2020. 
Yes. Where COVID it is, is still not, a thing. November, November uh, 2020. Yeah, yeah. And it's not 2021 This yet. will probably be uploaded at the beginning of 2021. Right. So who knows in the yeah. next month and we a half. We should have said all that before that, beforehand. What happens. But the reason we're still talking about COVID is because we're still living yes. through COVID. Hey, I already want to give a shout out to Pfizer and Moderna. Anybody <laughs> else who... Uh, I'm re- hey, I'm ready for that vaccine. Let's hope that, let's hope that doesn't fall flat on its face. Um, but well, what else? What else has God taught you through yeah, all yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Let's get back um, to that. Yeah, ultimately, um, we have to make decisions that are going to glorify God. Ultimately, as ministers, as leaders within the church, we are to make decisions that that glorify God. And ultimately, what we have to realize is that God's will is going to be accomplished, and, and mm-hmm. we're we're just we're the, we're the vessel. Yeah. We're, you know, we're what's, what's getting that out there. So, um, that's, we have to rely on that. We have to rely on, on the knowledge that we have, that God's will is going to be accomplished. What you got, Ty? God is in control. I think we always need to remember that. And I think it's in times like these, we, we still have to think in terms of, uh, this did not catch God off guard. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's it you of course it leaves so many questions like the 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 theological question you asked earlier I mean why would God allow this is God good I mean and I still come back to uh, it has led I think a lot of us to more dependence on Christ what Will mm-hmm. even said uh, mm-hmm. what he just said a moment ago and, and for me as a pastor um, it's been good I think for for this and and other reasons um, I think I'm less and less concerned because of this about. And every pastor wants to be liked. Every pastor wants to make people happy. But I think for me, one of the things it's actually done is, is made me less concerned about being a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Um, that ultimately what we are looking to is that God day one, we stand before God and he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I feel like it's done for me. I, I, I think I'm getting less and less concerned about the things I shouldn't be concerned when it comes to to the people uh, that I lead. And that doesn't mean that I don't love or care for people. But uh, it's one thing to love and care for people the way Scripture calls you to. And it's a whole other thing to give in to proclivities and attitudes that that people may have that may not even be Christ-like. And to let that drive you in ministry and let you, you know, drive what you do and, and what your church does. And I... You've kind of said this too with the event thing. Um, it's kind of helped you to, you know, strip down, strip back down, strip, you know, some of the veneer and the things that we've added that we can even ask: Is this really what a church is supposed to be? Are these the things we're supposed to be doing? And so, uh, I think that's a good thing. Is we're kind of removing some of the. It's helping us to remove some of the chaff and some of the stuff that's unnecessary, and. Like I said, getting back even to me personally, it's just I feel like through this, I'm I'm less and less concerned about the things that people think that aren't biblical, that aren't really scriptural, and and in the long run, that's that's what's important is to to lead and teach people to to live for Christ and to to know what they believe based on His Word and not just what they feel. Yeah, uh, the first thing on my list, and I wrote it in all caps, uh, was <laughs> slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I'm the type of guy where I love being lazy at home. I love, my wife gets on to me all the time like, hey, you want to do the dishes? I'm like, no, I'm shooting aliens, okay? Uh, but, you know, when it comes to, not to say I don't do anything at home, but 
when it when it comes to you know my job here, I I want to just because of who I've been mentored by, um, where they hit the ground running wherever they were, uh, they were working nonstop, you know, building relationships, doing stuff outside of school or outside of work, you know, being at everything, just just living as a youth pastor, mm-hmm. not just in an office, and and I I still do that to an extent, but it's um, showed me that even though I spent, you know, me and Ty spent long hours at the office, you know, waiting for things to upload and taking Saturdays and recording and all this stuff. I then would say, okay, I'm going to take Monday, Tuesday off. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't like taking days off, but like, I want to spend some time with my family. I want to slow down and, and I've got to, you know, take a break. Um, and I, I said it before that even though um, the church wasn't able to physically meet, the church still met. Yes, right. it was a different format. Yes, it it may not be as impactful as being in person, but um, for me, it was still cool to see on Facebook on any given Sunday throughout this, you could just scroll. Uh, and instead of politics and, and news and all this stuff, you know, it was, hey, we would love for you to join uh, join us as we worship and it would be this church yeah. and then this person's church. And then all my friends were posting their churches, uh, whether mm-hmm. it's live stream or video. And, um, and I think that's cool that, um, it's easy to get bogged down in social media and everything else. But, you know, on Sundays you could look and just say like, man, it's, mm-hmm. it's still there. This passion for church. And, um, and just like Ty said, um, that God is in control. Um, and we still need to grow our relationship with him outside of the church walls. If we're mm-hmm. not able to meet in person, um, growing in our faith doesn't just land on the worship pastor or lead pastor or youth pastor. It's our faith. Mm-hmm. It's our walk. Um, and we need to take the action to do it. Um, and that, that kind of leads us to um, how does this have to do with the narrow we're trying to to bring it back to this aspect of of walking down the narrow of of this hard path this really tiny path that nobody picks um and we can all easily say that this has been a really hard year for mm-hmm. church um, wait no way <laughs> get out uh but i mean I, I don't you want to memorialize this year forever i mean Never. 2020 Never. I'm no, gonna, I wish I could like remove it from my brain. I know. I'm, get, I'm definitely staying up no. on uh, on New Year's Eve. I'm seeing this year out. Yeah, I'm not, it, it, it is not welcome back. <laughs> um, but here's what I would say: is trust your pastors, um, whoever they are. They have a really hard job, and they've had a really hard job this year. Um, it's like you're speaking from experience. Trust your pastors. <laughs> I can promise you that we hate canceling. Yes. We just had this conversation today, actually, on, um, you know, a few events that we've got coming up. What are we going to do with that? We've got a Thanksgiving service coming up that we partner with another church, um, and and we've had to, you know, cancel that. Uh, Wednesdays and that kind of stuff, we don't like that. Right. We don't like canceling. Uh, as much as I don't like people... Uh, I don't like canceling uh, because that's what we're called to do. I mean, this is our job for a reason, and we love doing it, and we love 
pouring in and um but trust that your pastor is making the decision for the best for your community for your church um and i would also say use this time to pray for your pastors pray Mm -hmm. for your church uh pray that um people don't use COVID as an excuse right um but that they have this passion to uh, be in fellowship with other believers. Um, and, and you know, living the narrow through this time may mean going outside of your comfort zone and maybe starting, like, a FaceTime Bible study. Yeah. Like, it sounds weird. I wrote it in my notes, and it was weird to read. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, it's one of those things that Boomer over here wouldn't understand. Uh <laughs> Because, you know, flip phone is life. Yeah. um, (laughs) Motorola, baby. (laughs) Hey, right now, I've got the newest phone. He does, he does. Of everyone sitting here. Okay, Um, he shelled out, got the 12. (laughs) But, you know, it it could be as easy as finding those ways to serve your church, finding those ways to Mm -hmm. continue to not only help you grow, but to help your family grow. Whether that's, you know, watching a service online with your whole family Mm -hmm. or... um, you know, something that I do when, when I post our, whenever it gets done uploading, um, is I'll post it on Facebook and say, Hey, I would encourage families mm-hmm. to sit down and watch this. Um, uh, or start, you know, a reading plan with your family. Just use this time to not be lazy, uh, mm-hmm. because it is easy to just kind of sit and relax and, and take this as a vacation, but, um, to walk down the narrow, to use this time to continue uh, pursuing God, continue pursuing um, discipleship and service uh, within the church. Um, and before we close, do y'all have anything else that y'all want to add? Just that, you know, and I, I said it earlier, but just realize that God's will will be accomplished mm. no matter what you're going through right now. God's will is going to be accomplished. Absolutely. What then shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. Amen. Until next time, I'm Turner. I'm Will. And I'm Ty. And this is The Narrow Pod. And we pray that in everything that you do, you walk the narrow.